Good afternoon. This is podcast number three in our series of Club Insights. My name's Jim Kent. Delighted to be seated opposite Mr. Revel Wood, who's been in the financial sector for more than 20 years, working at global brand names such as Bank of New York, Schroeder's, Northern Trust and RBS. More recently, he was the global chief executive of Fundrock and an independent director before founding One Group Solutions, an investment management company providing services to asset managers. Revel, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Jim, and delighted to be here with you. Thank you for inviting me along and uh, yeah, very exciting topic. So thank you, Jim. Now, well, let's get straight down to business. Of course, you cannot avoid the topic of ESG. It seems to be everywhere right now. From, from your perspective, how important is it that the funds industry takes action on ESG? Great question, Jim. But I think uh, it's a more broader question. How important is ESG fundamentally? And and uh, if we watch the news this morning or recently, the US back in the game after a te- temporary lapse of reason. So um, great to see, you know, that coming together, the, the targets being set by 30, uh, 2030, you know, uh, doubling the targets set by Obama. So I think there's no question. This is the future of our next generation, the kids, and, and, and so we have no choice. But like many things, to implement change, I think the finance and the funds industry has a key role to play. And this is on the premise that you've got to follow the money. People, you know, philosophies and ideas can be debated forever. When there's money involved, things change. So if firms, you know, um, if you follow the money chain, uh, firms looking to bring investment in, get new investment, um, this will fundamentally change behavior if they can't get investment and and raise capital uh, because they're not meeting certain sustainability requirements and and criteria, which is now being implemented by regulation. But back to the point, the the key driver will not be the regulation, but will be that flow of money, attracting those funds and and staying in business and being able to then, you know, develop and grow. Those that act fast and swiftly and are able to to adapt uh, with culture and philosophy, I think will prosper. And I think this is a very exciting time. But okay, you talk about follow the money, but there's a whole chain of follow the money. Um, Do you think that actually this is, uh, we talk about regulatory driving change or the investors themselves or is it the portfolio managers who make decisions about where to put the money? Who, who's actually driving change? So, so ultimately, um, the, the investors will drive the change. So th- there's more awareness. So, and, and I'm not talking about uh, the mom and pops or you and I. It's the global pension scheme. So, and, and already, this is where culture will change. Uh, you know, we're already looking internally. Where do we allocate our, our pensions? Is our pension, my personal pension, I will look to see is this investing now. I, I'm a little guy. If that's going uh, across, you know, the whole spectrum of you know the millennials and and the next generation, they will look very closely where where their pensions. By the very nature, those global big sovereigns, the big um, uh, global pension schemes, they will start to have compliance requirements more driven by regulation, but that'll drive the flow of the money. I I sit on uh, and and I'm involved in a number of private capital boards and and I'm really uh, pleased to see, you know, in some of the deals now, there's discounts on on loans or, or, or private equity type deals. There's an ESG 
discount. So if if the the party, the target company, shows that they have a a good, robust, uh, socially responsible, uh, environmental, social, and governance process, uh, and they can demonstrate good change, they then, as a result, get uh, a discount on those investments on the on the on the loan rates or or, or, or the capital raise. So 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 you're seeing some real change. I see that I see that happening, and I didn't see that two years ago. So that's that's great. You know, the fund industry. Um, it, it's a, a, a $100 trillion industry worldwide. This, they, they can, and, and the size that the, that fund industry can make, and that's one element. There's, you know, there's, there's a whole lot of other elements. We are in the fund industry, but there's the banking and all that. And, and the final piece I'll just say, again, about following the money, you know, um, and a, a less positive, uh, uh, but, but uh, uh, absolutely required is, and I know it's an, an, uh, a word that is overused, AML, uh, uh, the fight against uh, t- uh, terrorism or financial crime uh, and money laundering. But that's been, again, uh, you know, pushed to the banks and the financial industry because that's, again, a, a follow the money. And I think uh, the, the, on a lesser co- compliance, but more of a, you know, making a positive impact on change, I think the same will apply longer term for ESG. This is not going to be a tick-the-box exercise uh, by the managers. The managers will have to meet their investor requirements by investing. And and if they're doing only a tick-the-box exercise and they get caught out and they've uh, greenwashed this, That'll have very negative uh, impacts on their long longevity of their business. Well, it's interesting. We'll talk about greenwashing a little bit later on, but for sure that's something that the regulator will be keeping their eyes open for. Uh, I mean, you are in the compliance business in a way. Um, what, what sort of challenges are asset managers facing right now? So, great, great question, Jim, and, and, and slightly broader. We, we're in the fund management business and we're in a governance solutions business. Of course, we, one, one of them is the compliance, uh, uh, one of the business lines is compliance. And I think the, the, the challenge is, you know, there's a lot of disclosure requirements with the level one coming out. Then, of course, we've got uh, in, in next year, the level two coming out and, and, and that's going to, the challenge will be the data, first of all, um, the workflows and, and ensuring that uh, and this is a little bit my concern we turn what is a great initiative I think this is such an exciting time and opportunity for the finance industry to uh, uh, impose or, 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 or make a real impact a real impact on the sustainability of our planet on the future of uh, you know looking after people in society whether it's governance whether it's a social responsibility and getting rid of uh, you know uh, modern slavery which is rife still uh, and and human rights uh, inequality around the, especially in the emerging world we can make real real change. But my real concern, back to your question, is this becomes a, a, complain, a compliance, not complaints, compliance paper exercise where people are filling out forms, ticking boxes and gathering data. And, and, and I think there's opportunity, and I know we'll come on to it, for, uh, for places like Luxembourg where there's a lot of innovation in terms of um, technology, blockchain, uh, you know, innovation to ensure that this doesn't end up just being a regulatory compliance exercise, but really an impact exercise, uh, and and supported by uh, you know the 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 requirements to report, etc. Um, back but to can, the, okay. Yeah. Can I just gently yeah. challenge you on that? Yeah, because yeah, sure. 
I mean, I love your optimism, but I'm sure there are some people in the financial sector in their minds who are still 100% focused on getting the best returns. So, and so. They, their interpretation of ESG and the reporting is it's a cost. Sure, sure. So, so, and, and I think that is probably 90% of the market view at the moment because, you know, when, when we're in the middle of something, it's a lot of work for a lot of folks. Um, you know, there's the updating of the prospectuses, updating of the fund documents, uh, working through and ensuring that you've now got teams who are uh, looking at how to analyze data to in invest. There's a lot of costs. And, and we know that in, in, the, in the funds industry and across uh, in the, the globe, I suppose, in many industries, there's been margin pressure. So, uh, I, you know, if I'm sitting as a pure portfolio manager or, or fund manager, uh, not a, a service provider like ourselves, yes, this is, is not appealing in the short term because it, it's driving up costs, it's driving up uh, resource needs, it's requiring investment in technology, in processes, in, in new data uh, feeds from, from the large uh, data providers, uh, and, and probably within, in the very short term, not seeing maybe the, the long term. But having said that, again, uh, I'd love to name them because I think there's uh, uh, firms that are doing great work. I sit on a, a couple of large usage boards and, and have gone through the journey with the, the managers. Uh, and and these, some of these managers have a, a 10, 20, 30 year view and, and they're very much not greenwashing. They are very much looking at the, the long-term benefit and sustainability benefit. And I think if you've got, again, back to that culture and mindset, if you see what we try and do long-term, then, then it's a short-term pain. But I agree with you, there's costs, uh, uh, effort, uh, disclosure, and, and a, a whole lot of stuff that's got to be done in the short-term, Jim. Revel, that was absolutely fantastic. That's the end of part one of ESG with Revel Wood. Thank you for joining us at today's Club Insights podcast. If you like this, you can tune into future podcasts wherever you find them at Spotify, Apple Music, or also at paperjam.lu. And if you'd like to join the Paper Jam and Delano Business Club, simply send an email to club at paperjam.lu.